This message was presented at the GYC to the end in Houston, Texas. For other resources like this, visit us online at gycweb.org. Okay, I think we're starting right on time here. Glad to have everybody here. I'm Pastor Gary Blanchard. Good to see you, everybody. Where it's very important, uh, we want this to be a very practical seminar, so we'll be talking about actual opportunities that are out there for you to get involved living dangerously for God. Amen? Now remember, uh, the Bible says if we live dangerously for God, we'll find our life. So living, living dangerous for Jesus is not, what, not how you actually technically lose your life. It's actually where you find joy in serving the Master. Amen? So that's really, really important. Um, I wanted to share really quickly with you some really cool books that are out there right now. Uh, Passport to Mission is an excellent book on how to get ready to go overseas as a missionary. It's called Passport to Mission, and I've got the third revised edition right here. Uh, excellent book right here to, to get ready if you're crossing the ocean to another country and want to know how, to, how best to do that. How many of you know Melody Mason? She's a dear friend of mine and a real prayer warrior. Probably wrote the best book on prayer I've ever read besides outside of Ellen White's writings and other things. This is a dynamic book. It's called uh, Daring to Ask, and it's filled with really cool stories, some amazing quotes, but I think most importantly written by someone who actually prays and sees miracles happen as a result. So, excellent book. How many of you have read this? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I think you probably agree it's outstanding. Um, this right here I'm very proud of. This is our new Adventist Youth Leaders magazine. Emphasis on Adventist. Amen? Amen. We want to raise a generation of Seventh-day Adventist youth leaders. And this book right here is designed for that. It's a little booklet that we produce once a quarter. And it started, we, we, we gave this particular one to all of our youth leaders at our Global Youth Leadership Congress. But the brand new one is coming out this month. Now, can anybody tell me where would you go to download this thing for free once a quarter in 2019 and 2020? Where would you go? You guys are way too smart. Youth.avenus.org. And if you're wondering, hey, I would like to learn more about how to start a one-year mission, where would you go to download this manual on how to start a one-year mission in your union or conference or local city? How, where would you go? You guys are too bright. Youth.avenus.org. And this is a manual you can download. It's very simple. Take you about 20 minutes to read, and it lays it out for you. Uh, we have a vision to have a one-year mission in every single union around the world. What do you think? Uh, this right here happens to be one of my favorite books to give to young people if they want to start small groups and pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Pray for God's vision and provision. It's called 10 Days by Dennis Smith. Excellent. Where could you download this book for free? If you wanted it. I mean, all the answers are kind of the same here. Youth.adventist.org. Um, my last talk tonight, number six of my talk tonight, will be on um, a missionary's best friend. And I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is getting a lot of bad press these days. A lot of uh, stuff going around about the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is your best friend as a missionary. Amen? And we'll talk about that. And we'll also talk about how you can use this book. And also, by the way, the best book I've ever read, written is this one. Or read is this one right here. If you guys have ever, this is some of the best stuff on missionary service <laughs> you'll ever find and, and, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But I'll talk about um, the Holy Spirit as your best friend. So uh, we have lots of people that are going to be sharing with you today. We're going to focus on um, opportunities that are out there that you can sign up for today and get involved. And how many of you have been to the booths? Oh, good for you. There are so many opportunities out there. Um, so I want to go through this really quickly with you. At the GC Youth Department, we have a simple strategy, and you guys already know about it. I talked about it in my sermon, but I'm also, I talked about it yesterday as well. Our simple strategy is we believe that young people were designed to live dangerously for the Lord. Amen? 
And we believe that it's important that we send young people. Instead of trying to keep young people, that we invest young people into the harvest. God has called them to go like arrows in the hands of a warrior. And when a warrior shoots an arrow, where does a warrior shoot an arrow? Children are like arrows in the hands of the warrior. So we have identified three areas that we're challenging our young people around the world to go into. And what are those three areas? Go. And we talked about that a little bit yesterday. Um, so I won't spend a lot of time on that, but that's, that's our area. The, the million-dollar question is, how do we reach these cities? Now, I wanted to tell you something so beautiful. This is, gave me so much encouragement. Do you know that Jesus reached an entire city by reaching just one person? We get overwhelmed when we think about the cities. We're like, oh, it's too big. There's, and some of, some of, there's 10 cities in the world that have 20 million people in it. Should we ignore those cities because they're so big? No. What did Jesus do with Samaria? How did he focus his, his mission? He reached that one little woman, right? And then she went back and reached other people. How did um, the spies reach Jericho? How did, do you know how the spies reached Jericho? How did they do it? They reached that one little lady named what? Rahab. Rahab brought her family into the room, right, with a scarlet cord. By the way, the scarlet cord was symbolic of the gospel. Amen? By the way, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but the story of Jericho, the, Jericho fell at the preaching of the three angels' message. I don't know if you noticed that. The three angels' message is embedded in the story of the fall of Jericho. Remember they were blowing the ram's horn? They blew the ram's horn? That's symbolic of the gospel because in order to get a ram's horn, a lamb has to die, right? So you have a symbolic example of, of the gospel of Jesus being proclaimed. Salvation only through Christ. You got that ram's horn. Then what happened to Rahab? What did they do with Rahab after, just before the, the city fell? They, got, they took her out, right? She got out of the city, right? Out of Babylon, right? We're called to come out of Babylon. Second angel's message. Come out of her, my people, right? And then finally, the third one is where the fire destroyed the city. So that's the third angel's message. So you can see God has a special message for the cities of the world. Amen? But he reaches them one person at a time. Look at Christ's method. Here is an amazing way um, for us to march around the cities of the world. Let's read this together. One, two, three, go. Christ's method alone. Stop. Christ's method of what? What? A what? Ooh, I like that. Christ's method exclusively. See, we tend to get part of this down. We don't get the whole thing. This is the only method that works. This is why when we do one-year mission, Mission Caleb, K, um, uh, PCM, or ACF, we follow this strategy. Because why? It's the only one that works. It's the only one that works. So let's read it. One, two, three, go. Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people. The Savior mingled with men as one who desired their good. He showed his sympathy for them, ministered to their needs, and won their confidence. Then he bade them what? Okay, let's break it down real simple. Everybody say socialize. socialize. Sympathize. Sympathize. Serve. Serve. Save. Save. Socialize. socialize. Sympathize. Socialize. Serve. Serve. Save. Save. That's the only method that works. You socialize with the people. You sympathize with their, their, their concerns and their struggles, right? What else do you do? You serve them. Look for ways to minister to their actual needs. And then what do you do? You show them Christ, right? Lead them to Jesus, the gospel, the only way to be saved. Isn't that beautiful? I love that strategy. It's the only way that works. You can't cut any of those pieces out. They all need to be there. And when you follow that simple strategy, sometimes you can do that in a few minutes. Sometimes it takes days. Sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it takes months. But that's the strategy, and, and it's very effective. We talked yesterday about all the mission opportunities that are out there. And these are all found at youth.avenus.org. But we have public campus ministries. Amen? 
What percentage of Seventh Day Adventist young people go to secular universities out of 100%? How many go to secular universities? 90%, right? So we have lots of Daniels already in these secular universities. They just need to be organized together to reach their friends and family who don't know Jesus. It's pretty cool, huh? Caleb Mission. We talked about Caleb. Uh, Caleb Mission is where teams of youth groups get together and they target a city. So it's, it's a lot of different churches working together to target a city for a short period of time. Sometimes it's a one week, two week, three week, or four weeks. They decide that they go into that city and in the mornings they practice ministry of healing 143. And then in the evenings they preach the gospel. It's pretty cool. It's amazing. Uh, I told you about my uh, trip to uh, Peru, Lima, Peru yesterday. 10,000 Seventh-day Adventist young people converging on one city. But it doesn't have to be 10,000. Maybe it's 50 young people from different small groups. Or maybe it's 100 young people. Or maybe it's 10. It doesn't matter. But it's a team of groups that go in and they reach the cities of the world. This is another, another example of Mission Caleb. You all know about one-year mission, right? One-year mission is where we have about 12 young people, 12, maybe a little less, who get together and they say, you know what? We're going to reach the city. And we're going to use Christ's method alone. And guess what? We're going to come up with a strategy together as a team. And then we're going to work that strategy together as a team. And we are seeing things happening around the world that I, I, it's just amazing to see what God is doing through this. Um, Recife, to see they're planting churches there. Young people in one-year mission. And that's why we're challenging every single union around the world to have a one-year mission. Do you think that's too much to ask? Do you know how many Mormons uh, they send out every single year in two years in mission? If they can do two years of mission and they don't have the truth, I think we can handle one with the Bible truth. Don't you think? They send out over 80,000 young people. Many of them from North American Division. So when people tell me that North American Division young people do not want to get in touch, involved in this kind of a mission, I don't think they're telling the truth. They just need to be shown the vision. Amen? And I thank God for the North American Division Youth Department because they're all about, they're all behind one-year mission. Amen? And they have the tools and everything to make it happen. So where would you go to find out who's your coordinator for one-year mission in your division? So you can call that person, and they can help you get on a one-year mission team. Who would you call? Where would you go? Okay, is this starting to get obnoxious? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then finally, I'm really excited about this one right here. The 100K. That's not a 100-mile jog like you did this morning, right? This is where we are challenging, we're asking for 100,000 evangelistic sites around the world run by young people. Can you imagine what could happen? 100,000 sites around the world run by young people. And by the way, at our website, we give you how to do it, and we're also going to be posting, the, 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 the PowerPoints will be posted very soon. And here's how you can use the PowerPoints. You can hold a traditional evangelistic meeting in your church. You can do a small group in your dorm room or at your home. Or you can actually post them online and do a YouTube evangelistic series. I want to tell you right now, I believe that that right there is, uh, is something coming down the pike that could really be powerful. Because most kids watch YouTube, right? Imagine if you put a YouTube evangelistic series together and got all your friends to watch it on YouTube. You didn't have to stand up in a church, but you, you did that and then help young people come to Christ and be saved. Amen? All right. Um, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I'm going to be, uh, remind you about this. Please do not miss GC Session. You know, I, I showed you a video just a little while ago about our Global Youth Leadership Congress. We don't have a Global Youth Leadership Congress anymore. I mean, we don't have a Global Youth Congress anymore. We have a Global Youth Leaders Congress. So people ask me all the time, what are we going to do for Global Youth? What happened to that? Well, guess what? GC Session is now Global Youth Congress. This is where we're inviting you to come. Why not? 
Why not come? We'll be together there. We're all together anyway in Indianapolis. And what we're hoping to do is while we meet together and train you how to be arrows in the hands of a warrior, while we're doing that, we're also going to get involved in what's happening in our local mother church. Amen? So we can become connected with what's going on. We're not going to skip out. We're not going to be our own little separate thing and the adults are over here. No, we're going to do some stuff. We're going to do some training. We're going to impact the community. But we're also going to attend some of the events that are happening in the, in the, in the big uh, event. But make sure you register. Where would you go to register for this? All right. I'm going to... Um, one last thing. Okay, let me do this. Um, the first Sabbath of every month, we're going to do something called GH20. Give him 20. When are we going to do GH20? First Sabbath of every month. What we're going to do is I'm going to take out a cell phone wherever I am around the world, either me or one of my associates. And we're going to get some young people together and we're going to start praying for God's vision and God's provision to be fulfilled in the Seventh through Seventh Avenue young people. And we're going to turn that thing on live and it's going to be coming through our Facebook page. Does anybody know our Facebook page where you can go to? GC Youth Ministries. If you go to GC Youth Ministries, the first Sabbath of every month. Now, it's going to happen at various times because we're traveling around the world, right? But we will be posting it on there, and you'll be able to see young people somewhere around the world on their knees praying for God's vision and provision to become a reality for Seventh-day Adventist youth around the world. You're going to see that for 20 minutes. Here's what we want you to do. Sometime during the month, we'd like you to have your own. It can be with one person, two people, 20 people, and you post it up on your uh, Facebook platforms, and you can also post it on our, our uh, Facebook page at the GC as well. Does that sound cool? Can you imagine what could happen? Because I'm really taking, I, I, I think God's word is true. And I think if we took his word for what he says there, and you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you should be witnesses of me in Jerusalem until the end, I think if we had the Holy Spirit, we could actually see this be fulfilled in our lifetime. Amen. And I believe we could reach the 1040 window through the power of Jesus Christ. But we want to, as a church, want to begin to do this. So when are we going to do, uh, give them GH20? When is it? Okay. Um, I want to bring my dear friend up here. And I'm going to let him introduce himself to you. Uh, he has a very, very uh, special ministry. I'm going to let you take this right here, brother. A very special school he's going to tell us about that's happening in the area. And um, I want you guys to listen up. I think you might be really excited about this. All right. I'm going to set a shot clock here. Don't want to go into overtime. Want to be a good steward. So my name is D. Casper, and we are starting a mission training program for young people. Does anyone in this room know young people? Okay, perfect. Well, then I'll, I'll tell you about it. So this is for post-high school students. Let's say that you're just gra- about to graduate high school. Maybe you're a junior. You're trying to figure out what to do between high school and college. Taking a gap year is an option. And our burden at CORE, is the name of our mission training school, is to give you an opportunity to own your faith, to find out why you're a Seventh-day Adventist. You're not just an Adventist because your parents were, because your grandparents were, because your great-great-great-great-grandfather mowed Ellen White's lawn, Right? You are a Seventh-day Adventist and living in this stage in Earth's history for a reason. And we believe it's important for you to know why, because God doesn't have grandchildren. He has children. He wants you to have your own experience with him for yourself. And so our burden at CORE is to teach you how to own your faith, how to find out why you're an Adventist, how to find Christ in Adventism. Did you know that you can see Jesus in the state of the dead? You can see Jesus in the investigative judgment. And so we are very passionate about showing Christ in every single one of our distinct beliefs without watering down our distinct beliefs. You can have both. You don't have to choose Jesus or doctrine. You can actually have both. 
And so that's our big burden. And then giving you tons of opportunities to be involved in service to figure out what your calling is. So you'll be doing Bible work, canvassing, digital media evangelism, learning how to use social media to share the gospel with the world. Uh, You'll be doing organic agriculture. This is a pretty cool opportunity. The health message, taking a fresh Christ-centered perspective on the health message, how to use health and agriculture to build relationships with people in your community to win them to Christ. And you're also going to spend a month overseas doing mission work, all in the span of nine months. It's an amazing opportunity. We have work-study options to make it affordable, which means that your education isn't going to put you under. Uh, You can decrease your tuition dramatically, like nearly 75%, just by doing the work-study options that we afford. And lastly, we have an opportunity for you to be able to um, actually get some college credit through going through our program. So your educational pursuits don't actually have to stop while you're taking a gap year. So we're super, super excited for this. We're actually on the same campus as Blue Mountain Academy in Pennsylvania. So we're part of the Pennsylvania Conference, and Blue Mountain Academy was actually built for about 400 students. Right now they have about 110, 120 And the dormitories have actually been recently renovated, which means you get fancy, nice new rooms. It's gorgeous there. The Appalachian Trail is literally across the street. So it's in an outdoorsy area that's really pretty, but all the infrastructure you need isn't too far away either. So we're super, super excited for this as a mission opportunity for you to take a gap year. Maybe you're in college and you just like to take a year of service and just kind of figure out who you are and where you're going. You can do that too. So whether you're in college or just post high school, 18 to 25-ish age range is basically the way that we're marketing it. So we're super, super excited for this. Um, and we uh, are super glad to be able to have Pastor Gary's support in this as well as an opportunity for you to get involved in missions. So we have a booth here. It's booth number 418. Uh, it's called CORE, and we would love to have you come by just to figure out more about what we're doing. We have a website. It's PA Conference, like Pennsylvania Conference abbreviated, paconference.org forward slash CORE, C-O-R-E. So you can get more information on our website, how to register, our student handbook is there. Uh, If you just have more questions about it or your parents have questions, they can submit something. We'll be back in touch very, very shortly. So, yeah, that's CORE. It's in Pennsylvania, and we look forward to seeing you. This program begins in August 2019. So this coming August is when we're beginning, and we'd love to see you there. Awesome. Cool. Thank you very much. You guys appreciate that? Give him a big hand for that, sharing that. so, so D, this is very exciting. So this is kind of like a, sort of like a one-year mission almost. Yes, very similar. Very similar, um, but it's an it's actual training school that you can go to and really get yourself um, trained while you're doing it, which I really like. Sometimes we separate the two. We train, but then we don't do it, or we do it without the training. This is combining the two. So you have a booth. They can check that out. Okay, so you have postcards there. And you have a few extras that people can get if they want to appear, yeah, right? Yeah, we'll leave them up here. Okay, so we've learned already several opportunities. What are some opportunities we've lo- learned already about that you can get involved in missions? Go ahead. I'm a bad teacher. I get it. PCM, we're going to talk. PCM is going to be our next class will be on PCM, but yes. What else? One-year mission? G- yep, GC- yep. GH20? Mission Caleb? pretty much all of it, isn't it? Thank you. All right, we got it. And where would you go to learn all those things? We know youth.avenus.org. Okay, so those of you who came in late, that's a quick recap for you. What if, do you think actually GYC has vision? I don't know. Does GYC have any vision? Or is this just like a, where we meet every once, in a, once a year, but there's no like future plans? Do you guys think there's any plans at GYC? 
Watch what Eric is going to share with us, some other opportunities that GYC itself is doing that you can get a part of. I'll give you a hint, Iceland. Okay. All right, I'm not sure what happened to the projector. Uh, we probably bumped something. But we have some awesome things coming up with GYC. Um, if you go to gycweb.org slash beyond, we have some amazing things. I'm going to try get it pulled up, and then we can take it from there, because if you can't see it, it's going to be kind of a downer. So uh, it probably just died. Yeah, that's what it is. That's an easy fix. All right. Well, is it dead? It may be dead. Nope, it's on. Awesome. All right, let's just give it a sec to pull up. Um, GYC Beyond uh, is our vision of, it's really more of a philosophy of the idea that everyone who has a passion for Christ soon return, who wants to go out, do mission, do something for God, is encouraged to be a part of anything, really. And so what we're doing is we're putting together ideas and ways to really get you involved in ministry. So we've had Activate Workshops, and we've got uh, on our website the Activate Workbook that we've been doing, which is really a way to find a custom fit for who you are to apply to ministry, really. So if no matter what trade you're in, you can find a way to develop a mission statement so that you can incorporate mission into your lifestyle. That's what Activate is all about. We've been doing that in the uh, small group workshops. We have a podcast that is going on where we're doing basically... Um, interviews with all sorts of people from all different trades. Yesterday we interviewed some farmers and said, how do you do ministry with, far with farming? We talked um, with uh, Sean from the, the exhibit that has smoothies, and he was sharing how you know he goes around, and as he delivers smoothies, if they want to do a Bible study with him, free delivery. Like, who does that, right? Like, it's just amazing at how many ideas and ways that you can come up with to be involved in some kind of ministry. Then we have an idea bank as well, which is just tons of ways that you can get involved in your local setting. Uh, we're going to be taking more and more. My goal is to have no fewer than a hundred ideas for how you can get involved in ministry. And at the end of that, you know, we're going to be able to say, look, you have no excuse to not get involved, right? I want to share just one thing about Global Youth Day as I try to pull up the opportunities here. Um, this last year, we were really pushing Global Youth Day with GYC, and, and one of the GYC affiliates decided that they want to go to the next level with us. And so maybe in just a couple of minutes, I'm going to invite Seth Roberts to come up, uh, introduce yourself, and let us know uh, what you do, and then just give us kind of a recap in about a minute or two of what you did for Global Youth Day and how that impacted people. Sure. Thank you, Eric. My name is Seth Roberts, and I'm the president of GYC Northwest. So we cover kind of the entirety of the North Pacific. Sorry, I just ran here. The entirety of the uh, North Pacific Union Conference, kind of Alaska, Washington, Idaho, Montana, and Oregon. And so one of the things that back, you're thinking, uh, what was it? Yeah, early, early this year, uh, early last year, we were looking at ways to kind of collaborate further it was even before last year, looking at ways to collaborate and work together more closely with the church. And so we heard about Global Youth Day. We said, man, this is something that we could uh, help, I guess, kind of add fuel to the fire of uh, up in the Northwest in the region we were at. And so what we started is we, we started contacting 
um, attendees and participants from last year saying, um, you know, people that we thought could, um, could you know, work well as, as leaders and organizers in their local areas. And we said, hey, we have this project with Global Youth Day on March 17th. Um, we're going to be collecting um, food for the, the homeless or the, the hungry um, and distributing glow tracks. Um, would you be willing to find people in your local area and uh, find people in your local area um, to get involved and, and carry out one of these projects in your local community? And in the end, um, by God's grace, we ended up having, I believe, um, 11 uh, individual groups uh, around the Northwest um, with over, uh, I think, over 170 young people um, participating um, across, I think, three different states. And so God really blessed. We had, I think, over a couple thousand um, different items of food collected, um, a couple thousand pieces of glow distributed into the community, uh, not just in one place like at a, a GYC or a, an affiliate event, but through multiple locations all across um, a region of the United States. So God really blessed, and we're really looking forward to multiplying uh, and doing it again uh, this coming year. So why do I mention something that's kind of already been mentioned? The reason is because we have developed a list of everything that we know of, and we're still expanding it, but every kind of mission trip or opportunity that we know of to be placed on our website. If you go to gycweb.org slash beyond, there's an opportunities block that you can click on, and it, it comes here to where you see, first and foremost, our major trip that's coming up, Iceland. And we have some exciting things. I can't wait, so we share just a little bit more about that tonight. But we are going to be just, as we shared before uh, in our plenary session, we are planning to go to Iceland to knock on every single door that we can and to pray around every city. And our goal is not to have an agenda besides offering to pray with people. Like, we're going to go there, we're going to pray with people, we're going to have faith that God will do something, and we're going to leave. And it's going to be completely radical, completely crazy, because we want God to do the work, that when we come back, we're going to see what happened. And so I, th- I think that's powerful, but not everyone can go to Iceland, right? So that's why we've put together this list of upcoming ministry and training opportunities. And this will be updated um, as often as we find new ministries and and opportunities to list. We have a list of any time opportunities listed both here and then uh, a kind of a broader list right at the bottom of other training schools and programs. Uh, but if you look at the main list on gycweb.org slash opportunities, you'll find basically by month different things that you can get involved in. We have glow mission trips. We have build and restore mission trips to different states and areas. We have canvassing blitzes. We have other canvassing youth rush opportunities during the summers. We just have so much here that really there's no excuse not to be involved. If you have free time any month of the year, you can be involved in something. And so our goal at the end of the day is not for you to come to GYC and just hang out and have a good time. No, we want to send you back on fire to do something for God. I remember a couple years ago when I came to GYC the first few times, I would go home with so much fire and so much enthusiasm, and then I'd go to my community college where I was studying graphic design. And man, I was, I was an introverted guy. I, I, I'm a lot more comfortable uh, being on stage and sharing with people nowadays. But back then, I was just, I was introverted. I was scared to share my faith. And it was just like, it was a challenge. And so I started with glow tracks, and I'd leave them all over the place. And over time, I, I, I got to know people and, and build and, and share in relationships and just explain to them different Bible truths. And that, that grew over time until finally 
just this last year, I had a powerful experience. And I've had many powerful experiences, but I'll just share this one. I was on a plane flying to Texas, actually. We were going to plan for some... We were actually planning for GYC. We were visiting the conference office um, in Dallas, Alvarado, really. And I was flying out, and I had this assignment that was due, and I was, I was kind of stressed about it because it was due that night, and yet I was flying out and trying to balance graduate school at the same time, and, you know, things get busy. And so I'm sitting down, and I'm like, Lord, I hope no one, like, sits down next to me and wants to chat the whole way to Texas. And so there I am, I'm flying, I open my laptop, and mind you, I should tell you my seat got moved. And it's kind of weird because I don't get my seats moved very often. I was flying on an airline where you you pick your seat. But anyway, sitting there, open my laptop, start working, and this guy comes and sits down next to me, and his seat got moved too, mind you. But anyway, we're we're just chatting, and and he starts asking me, you know, what are you doing? I notice you're looking at a Christian at a Christian book, and I'm like, ah, oh, is he going to witness to me now? You know, like, is this a rebuke, Lord? I was supposed to be witnessing to him, and like, what's going on? And, and he's like, yeah, you know, like, what, what church are you with? So I share a little bit, and that I'm Seventh-day Adventist, and we begin chatting for a while, and, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I think he was with um, some kind of a, either universal or non-denominational church. But anyway, we get chatting, and he's, he wants to know more about the Sabbath specifically. And so we're talking about the Sabbath, and we, we do a study right there on the plane. It ends up lasting two whole hours. And I just share with him, I show with him how the law that, that people think was done away with was really Moses' book of the law. I show him uh, Deuteronomy thirty-one twenty-six, I think it is, where it talks about the book of the law. And, and he just can't believe it. He's like, what? And so we start looking at every text in the New Testament he can think of where Paul speaks negatively of a law. And every single time the context, I show him Moses' book. Moses' book, it's a ceremonial, it's a ceremonial. And he just blown away. Like, he cannot believe it. So finally, we get to the end of the flight, and he's like, Eric, you'll never believe it. He tells me, but I wasn't even supposed to be sitting here. And I'm like, well, I wasn't supposed to be sitting here either. And he's like, but I know God put you here for this today. And I'm going to go back to my church. I'm going to share this. I'm going to study this. Like, this, this changes my life. And at that moment, we look up, and guess what aisle we're in? We're in, we're in row number seven. And we look up and, like, I'd been like 13 before or something, and, and we look up and we realize that God put us there. Not only did he put us there together, but we're in the row that goes with exactly what we were talking about. And so we prayed there, and as, as we deplanned, I said, you know, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do, but this guy passes one or more churches. I don't know what the size of the church is, but God can do powerful things through you if you'll start small. And so that's what this list is all about. It's about starting small. Start with what you can. Not everyone's able to do everything. Not everyone's called to door knock. Not everyone's called to, you know, do some of the things that are sometimes seen as like cookie cutter opportunities. But that's why we have a list of like a hundred things. Because there's always something for you if you'll look and you'll say, Lord, I'm willing. Find me doing something for you. So I just encourage you, get involved in something. That's what we're all about here at GYC. And it's our prayer that Next year when we come back, it won't just be 800 plus baptisms that resulted from your efforts as GYC, but that it'd be like two, three, four thousand. We need to go home, amen? amen? Let's do it. Let's let God work through us and in us, and let's see what he can do this year. Amen. All right, and everybody said? Amen. amen. Eric, that was powerful. Thank you. Um, very good. So you're seeing a lot of opportunities that are out there. Amen? 
So uh, I hope that that helps you a lot. We talked really briefly about Global Youth Day. Did you want to say something about Global Youth Day? You don't have to. Okay. He's pretty much covered. Is that it? Okay. Um, how many of you have heard of Global Youth Day? Do you know when it's happening? Where would you go to find out? Where would you go if you were a youth leader and you wanted to start a Global Youth Day in your church? Everything you need to know about Global Youth Day, promotional videos and everything are up on the website. But let me tell you about it. It's an opportunity for our young people to be the sermon, not just hear the sermon. That's really what it is. Not only that, it's a kickoff for a lifestyle. Can everybody say lifestyle? Uh, Global Youth Day was not supposed to be just one event we do and that's it. It's supposed to be a start of you being the sermon in your community throughout the entire year. All right? This year, the theme is what? Does anybody know what the theme is? Well, that's for GYC. To the end is a good theme. Very good. The theme for Global Youth Day is what? Adopt. This is your chance for the entire year, starting on Global Youth Day, to adopt someone or something. Like, we know some people that are actually adopting an animal, an animal that's been mistreated, or going into uh, a, a nursing home and taking care of the elderly and adopting somebody that needs care, an orphan, someone who's struggling with a, a mortal sickness or whatever else. It's an opportunity for you to begin to adopt. So it's to be the sermon. So on March 16th, we're expecting hundreds of thousands of Seventh-day Adventist young people around the world to be the sermon on Sabbath. Exciting, isn't it? We just learned what Ellen White says. Socialize, sympathize, what? Serve and save. We need to be the sermon, and we also need to preach the sermon. Amen? But we need to be the sermon as well to bring credibility to the words that we speak to others. So, Global Youth Day. How many of you are planning to be a part of Global Youth Day? Could you hold your hand up? Okay. Check it out so you can learn more about it, and I think you get excited about it. If your local church is not doing it, step up and say, I'll lead it. And if, if, you don't, if, if you're not able to make that happen, work with your local youth director and say, hey, I want to be a part of this. I don't want to miss out on Global Youth Day. So get involved with that. So don't miss out. Uh, always work with your, your local youth leader and also your, your conference guys. Very smart to do. Okay. Um, so that's a little bit about Global Youth Day. Do we have... Yes, we do. I am very excited to tell you guys that there is a website out there almost as good as our website. No, just kidding. That's bad. No, actually, this website is quickly becoming the one-stop shop for anyone who wants to be a missionary. Do you guys want to hear what it is? Okay, she's going to tell us about that. Come up here, sister. Thank you for so much. Thanks for helping us. What do you need? 20 minutes is yours. Yeah. And then we can do a little Q&A afterwards. Oh, you need a... It's okay. I'll skip the video. Okay, here, take this. Hi, everyone. Let me see if I can fix this. So I'm with Vivid Faith. It is so new that it's not here yet. I'm so new that I haven't figured out what I'm doing yet. Um, Vivid Faith is, began as, as a... Okay. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. So Vivid Faith began um, at the General Conference as a way to do something we've already been doing since, since the early 1970s. How many of you have gone as student missionaries? Oh, just one. Wow. 
And did you use the General Conference portal, Adventist Volunteer Services? Yeah, ABS. Yeah, ABS? Okay, since the 1970s, the Adventist Church has Adventist Volunteer Services, uh, an online portal that sends student missionaries. But the fact that most of you, except one, has, have used it shows that we haven't been doing an efficient way of sending volunteers. So three years ago, the idea was uh, formed to, let's do a better way to send volunteers on mission projects all over the world. But it has grown over three years, and that concept has grown to a point where we think, we thought, well, why limit it to just volunteers? Uh, we should open that portal to, to um, provide other ways to serve. Maybe uh, it's a place where I can find, uh, I have only one hour a week. That's all I have. So Vivid Faith would be a place where I can go and volunteer one hour in my local school a week. Uh, maybe I'm a young family and I want to spend spring break um, with my family somewhere. Vivid Faith would be a place where I can go and find an opportunity to serve with my family. Maybe I'm looking for a full-time opportunity. I want to work nine to five or at the GCs, seven to six, because we have a three-day weekend. Maybe I want to work for the church. Vivid Faith would be the place where I would go to find full or part-time employment. Maybe I just like to work in my pajamas. You know, so many smiles there. I, I dream of such a life, too. And I want to work in my pajamas and help somebody remotely. Maybe build a website, maybe do something, but in my pajamas. I mean, that is my absolute necessity. Well, Vivid Faith would be a place to find that. So Vivid Faith is this app where you can find all kinds of service opportunities. But um, more than that, it's going to be a community where your service inspires others into a lifestyle of service. One thing that has struck me at GYC as I've talked to people, we're doing a promo here at our booth, booth two. 30 in case you want to stop by and we're telling people every day do something nice for someone post it on social media tag vivid faith and we'll give you $50 if your your post is our favorite $50 easy $50 use that to do more good things for others but do you know that one out of four literally one out of four people like the idea but they pause and they say oh but that would be bragging And I thought, wow, there's so many people here who do good things. And they have stories to tell, but they don't tell it because the devil out there is saying, don't brag. Let your opportunity be your testimony. Let your opportunity be your testimony. Sometimes, even when we do good, I've learned... I'm gray. I've learned over time that the devil can never tempt me to do things that are bad. I'm a third generation Adventist. I've got over 40 uncles who are ordained ministers. My great grandfather was a pioneer. Oh, my grandfather, the other grandfather, left uh, 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 wealth. He could have been the heir of a diamond mine in South Africa. He left that to follow Jesus. I have a rich history and heritage of Adventism. So you could never tempt me to cheat on my husband, to shoplift, to, to be envious, to 
to even think a bad thought. No, I'm a good person, I'm going to heaven. I'm telling you, I'm going to heaven. I'm a good person. But do you know how the devil tempts me? With my goodness. I did good, and if I want to share that goodness, he says, you know, don't be so boastful, don't be so full of yourself. Keeps me so busy on the Sabbath that I can't have my personal devotion to, with Jesus. Oh, you need to have potluck for 50. You need to, to have a Bible study. You need to, you know, witness to your church or neighbor. And keeps me so busy. He tempts me with the good stuff. So when I heard so many people, actually probably more than one in four, who stopped by our booth but really never wanted to share their opportunity. There were so many who went yesterday for the outreach. And then when I looked at the activity stream, on the app, the GYC app, there's hardly a handful of stories. Are you telling me that hundreds of you went and knocked on hundreds of doors and you don't have a story to share? Inspire me with your stories. Inspire your friends with your story. Don't ever let the devil tell you that it's boastful to share your testimony. Because if you tell a story, look what I did, Yes, it's boastful. Turn that story around and say, look how God used me. Yeah? And that's your testimony. So when I come here to GYC, when I go to ASI, when I see especially young people with so many years ahead of you, so much of potential, but you don't share your story. There are lists out there of things to do. At the end of the day, you're glad that God used you. But if you don't tell your roommate about it, how is, how, how is she going to be inspired? Maybe your story will change that hesitation in someone's life into courage. All it takes is your testimony. Don't ever, and I speak from experience, I was an introvert like the other person. Today I can stand and speak in front of 10,000 with no fear. Because I made sure that I practiced that lesson I learned about 15 years ago that, the sat- that Satan was using my goodness to tempt me to shut me up and live in this cloistered world of sharing my faith, but never sharing my faith as testimonies. So go do good, but tell someone about it, right? So that's vivid faith. It's more than opportunities. We're going to create a community where you can blog, where you can share on social media, where you can inspire others. There are so many ways to find jobs in which you can serve, but vivid faith is more than that. It is a way to not only share your faith, but to inspire others. We want, to, we want Adventist Christians to live lives of service that inspire others. Turn opportunities into testimonies. Really quickly, I'm going to tell you um, uh, something f- in, the, in the area of frugal innovation. There is a word called jugad. It's a Hindi word. Jugad. Can you say it with me? Jugad. J-U-G-A-A-D. If you 
um, translated phonetically in English, jagad. Now this word, if you Google it, it's used in, in today in the area of frugal innovation. And th what that is, is where you use your limited resor resources to make the most of it. The word jagad itself um, is like a, a hack. You know, uh, DIYs out there today are very popular, and DIYs are hacks. You know, I follow IKEA DIY on Pinterest like crazy. I love to see what people take with IKEA and make something else out of it. Um, you see sometimes in developing countries children taking the rim of a bicycle and using it as a toy. That's a jugad. It's a hack. It's a quick fix. So jugad in frugal innovation is used to encourage people to solve problems with the biggest resource they have. Sometimes we look for very technical ways to do things. But jagad is a clever solution that arises out of adversity. So if you look at the Gospel Commission today, what is the challenge? Somebody, what is the challenge? Of getting everybody out there to hear about Jesus. What is our challenge? Huh? We don't go? Another one? Not enough strategy, time, money, too few of us, too many of them, right? But the way to get there is using ourselves. If you say jugad, the quick fix is our own church members. Oftentimes we look at ourselves and say, Oh, it's just one person. What can I do? And then you have GYC that rallies everybody, puts them on buses, and each person knocks on about 40 doors. That's great, but that happens just one day. What do you do every day? Yeah? So our biggest resource in our church is what? Our church members, you and me. So we are the jagad. We are the quick fix for this church. We are the quick fix. And how you, do, how you do it is find everyday opportunities to share your faith. And Vivid Faith wants to help you do that. And don't think, step out of the box and don't think of uh, service as a mission project. Because if you think of service as a mission project, it's not a jagad. It's not a quick fi fix 365 days a week like you pointed out, Gary. You know, a global youth day is not just for one day. Adopt that it's not just for one day, it's for every day. So if we don't ch change GYC event into an everyday lifestyle, if we don't change Global Youth Day into an everyday lifestyle, we're not doing our part. We're not being the jagad. We're not being the quick fix. So use vivid faith. Share your ideas. Find opportunities to think outside the box. A real quick story and I'll end. I... I don't like to be caught unprepared. So when I cook huge meals at Christmas dinners, I make lists. And every time I make an error, I look, off, look at it, look for an opportunity to see where God's leading me. So Christmas Eve, one hour before the grocery stores closed, I realized that I didn't have one ingredient that I needed for my Christmas dinner. So I rushed to the store, standing there at the checkout in front of me, uh, I, I was in a hurry. There was a young girl in her 20s in a wheelchair. And so immediately I said, maybe this is why. This is, I'm going to be the jagad 
for God right now. I'm going to be this quick fix. So I'm sitting there looking at her, and she had like six to eight bags, grocery bags. So I said, do you need any help? See, I'm being service, right? So I take it, and I put it on her bag, on her handles, and she had little hooks on her wheels. I hang it all over. She's got her eight bags. And then she says, thank you, and I feel like I've done my job. I've done my service for the day. I turned that missing item on my shopping list into an opportunity. I'm feeling good. But you know, I could have stopped there and said, yes, service today, check, done. But I have learned that you keep looking. I have learned that an act of service stops there if you don't make a connection, if you don't make a relationship. Because if I had gone, she said, thank you, I would never seen that girl again. And jagads, quick fixes, opportunities, sharing your faith with others lasts longer, it's more effective if it goes beyond a knock on a door. You need a long-term relationship, right? So I went out, it's freezing cold, and I saw her. I said, so, do you live alone? She says, yes. Do you have family? She, uh, and she turned around, and when she turned around, I saw she was a double amputee. I couldn't see there when I was helping her, you know, because I was behind her. When I went out of the door, she turned around to talk to me, and she was double amputee, single, in her 20s, living alone, no family. So I said, where do you live? She says, one mile this way. I said, oh, really? I live one mile that way. So I said, let me give you, would you mind if I give you my cell phone number, and anytime you need anything, let me know? And she said, sure. She gave me her number, and I quickly texted her mine. Now, 2019, when I go back, because I left the day two days later for GYC, when I go back, I'm going to make sure this jagad, this quick fix, is here to stay. So vivid faith, don't just use it to find opportunities. Use it to build relationships, to change opportunities into testimonies. Thank you. Stop by booth 230. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, again, everybody said? Amen. That was really good. So you guys have, have gotten three locations where you can find all kinds of opportunities to get involved. You can check out your, your GC uh, youth page uh, website. You can also check out Vivid Faith. Everybody say Vivid Faith. And you can also check out GYC on the web, and they have all the beyond things. So we have a few minutes, and I want to just field any questions that you might have. Any questions on your heart? Any comments? Any thoughts that we could answer? Let's just open it up for, the, for a little discussion for five minutes. And then our next class is going to be on PCM, how to reach the university near you. It's going to be pretty exciting, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yes. Um, actually, I think it was there and then you. What's that? Oh, why Iceland? You know, I'm not the person to answer that, to be honest with you. Um, can you answer that? Yes. It's one of the most secular countries. Good answer. It's one of the most secular countries in the world. We only have about 400 Adventists in the entire country, something like that. It's really something very, very small. So it's a great need. You know, and they're going to talk about it more tonight. So, and I wonder if the website might give it an explanation too. Does it do it? Okay. Good question. Oh, I'm sorry, it was here, right here, yeah. Um, so, I just 
other programs that are kind of similar that we can like, get more information about? Oh, that's a very good question. Do you guys hear her? I don't know if we have a roving mic we can get out to everybody, but um, she's saying, and I'm going to sum it up real quickly, what if I have loans? <laughs> and I want to serve God, but what about the loans? Is there a way of getting funding so that the loans... Uh, anybody have some counsel for her? Yes. Um, SDA LI is a Seventh-day Adventist Language Institute in uh, Korea. And um, it's an awesome mission opportunity where you can go out there for a year. You can teach English as well as being a Bible teacher and um, try to reach the people there. And they also give you a stipend uh, every month that you can save up. And it'll help to repay your loans because Korea themselves, the country, will also give you um, like a bonus for staying there for a year. So it's you can, you can get a good amount of money and also win souls for the kingdom. S-D-A-L-I dot org, I believe. Uh, Seventh-day Adventist Language Institute. It's in uh, Korea. Excellent. Yeah, I was also noticing on Vivid Faith there are some mission opportunities that actually pay a stipend to go to those. I also know some young people are deferring their loans so they can spend a year. So don't forget the deferring option. You can defer your loans for that year that you're actually doing community service. Yeah, yes, brother. With the, the one-year admission... Do you, how do you actually um, meet the people, the, the 12, you said, a group of people? How do you meet them to try to set something up? Is that something that you all would provide us with? Do you coach us through that as well? How does that uh, process work? Oh, man, that's a really, really good question. Okay, so every division right now has a one-year mission coordinator. And you will find their number on the website, youth.avenus.org. Their number is there and their email. And all you need to do is call them or email them and let them know you're interested. They will take it from there. They will take your information. They will pull the team together. They'll let you know when training happens. Most divisions actually have an interview process you'll have to go through because they want to make sure that the team that they're getting is a good team, you know. So there is an interview process. I'm just going to be real with you. And they're going to find out if, it's, if you're the real deal. And everybody here is the real deal. Amen? Amen? But you'll need to go through that process, but there's a coordinator. Yeah. I was just going to speak to the loan question as Please, well. Please, thank you. Um, it, but depending on how long you plan to be in service, there is the option of having like public service loan forgiveness. But I think you have to work for the nonprofit for approximately 10 years, and you have to show that proselytizing is not your main objective. objective. Mm-hmm. So if you're a teacher or if you're... Um, an accountant, or if you're a mechanic, or you're doing something else as well as soul winning, you can usually meet the the obligations or the requirements. And after ten years, your loans go away. Okay, interesting. That's good it's, to know. It, you, it's on the it's it's for federal student loans, and so you can just look up public. Just Google it: public student loan forgiveness. Very good. So. Okay. And back to the student loan question, I just wanted to mention something else. If you're in a federal loan program, there's an option uh, that's very valuable, the revise pay-as-you-earn program. Uh, if you have actually have very little uh, income or zero income, the government actually pays half the uh, accruing interest. So effectively, your interest is half by that program, just uh, so people are aware of that. Because a lot of people go through the IBR or the uh, pay-as-you-earn, but the revised uh, portion of that actually has the uh, subsidies, so just keep that in mind. And, and where would they go to get more information on what you just said? Uh, usually your student loan servicer okay. would have Okay, your student loan servicer, yeah. talk to them about this uh, committing to doing service and if there's some kind of uh, way they can help you. Okay, very good. Yes, my brother. 
Now you're going to hear from this man in a few minutes. Yeah, I just also want to speak toward the student loan question. So a little over a year ago, we set up a um, health evangelism operation out of the Bay Area called the Fruit Tree. We also have the green smoothie booth in the exhibit hall. But one of our goals is to help people that have student loans be able to work, do ministry, and also pay off their loans. And so uh, quick testimony, we had a girl this last year in 2018 that started working with us at the beginning of the year. And she was able to pay over $1,000 each month toward her, her school while she was able to pay for rent and also food and everything while working at the fruit tree and doing evangelism. And so it's all about doing health evangelism as well as, as, well as doing Bible studies, winning souls to Christ. And so um, you can find out more information at thefruittree.co or come by our booth at booth 306. Amen. You guys like that phrase, he will make a way when there seems to be no way? Just remember that if he's calling you, he will make a way. Um, there may be people within your own church family that were willing to help you. I know in every church that I've pastored, there's always somebody in there that has a passion. to. They may not be able to go, but they can send. And so keep your mind open for those, uh, for those people in the church that would be willing to help you too. But then you heard a lot of other practical ways. All right, I think we probably could end early here because we're going to launch into public campus ministries. Very excited about that. Uh, we're going to talk about how to reach your local campus. By the way, if you reach a local campus, you're actually reaching the entire world, especially here in the United States, because it's such a melting pot of many different people from many different places. So, so important to reach them. This afternoon after lunch, I just want to tell you what we're going to do really quickly. Um, I'm going to do a class on how you can be a missionary through small groups. That's going to be pretty cool. That's a, a simple way for you to be a missionary in your community through small groups. We're going to talk about that. That's, the, that's my first one in the afternoon. And then my last one is a missionary's best friend. And we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. So that'll be the, one, the last one we wrap up with. But next one is PCM, and we'll be starting. How many minutes do we got? Starts in what, 15 minutes? All right, see you in 15 minutes. This message was recorded at the GYC to the end in Houston, Texas. GYC, supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to inspire young people to be Bible-based, Christ-centered, and soul-winning Christians. To download or purchase other resources like this, visit us online at gycweb.org.